Well, when you hear that music, you know it's a potluck Saturday, people. Woo! And you know, on potluck Saturdays, anything can happen. That's right. But today, we're going to do a little follow up on our heel event this week with Dr. Laura Berman. She covered codependence and some other really powerful things that um, Maria thought a potluck Saturday may help. So, for those of you who don't. Uh, Belong to our Patreon group um, for ten dollars a month. We not only give you a free show every week, an extra show every week, excuse me, and commercial-free, all commercial-free content. But we do these monthly heal events where we have world-class healers come in and just give us all these amazing gifts mm-hmm. and tools for how to cope with life, how to make life better, how to be better together. And uh, Dr. Berman was on this week, this week's heel event and had a lot of um, amazing things to say. It really spoke to me because I've been working with her one-on-one and I thought, uh, I agree with Marie. I think this stuff that we should probably talk a little more deeply about. So on this, uh, on this potluck Saturday, let's cover some of the things she went over in this heel event, namely um, that of codependence and, you know, the kind of people when we're codependent who we're attracted to, how we behave and then how we can change that. And then when we change that, especially with the people we're attracted to, when we change that, the new people that come in, it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, a um, couple of little like factoids about codependence, if you're not familiar with it. Um, according to Dr. Laura, you know, codependents don't understand the nature of love that's not transactional. In other words... We codependents will only feel love when we give love or we over deliver. Yep. That's the only way we think we can get love in return. Mm-hmm. Um, and that does give you energy in the short run, but in the long run is disastrous. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also attracted to those we can take care of because if they need me, they won't leave me. Yep. <laughs> and so when you're codependent, your worth comes from the outside of self, not from your inside of self Mm -hmm. and then um when we're codependent we surrender our truth so we do that because we feel like we won't be abandoned we won't be alone if we cover up who we are we are whatever everyone else wants us to be then we won't be abandoned and we'll be okay so those are some of the primary things about codependence that um i know that resonated with me I know it resonated with you, Kelsey. Massively. Yeah. I feel like everything she said, I got hit in the stomach. The thing I love about Dr. Laura. It's you say the stomach because that's where you <laughs> hold all of your. All, everything. Yeah. Oh, my whole life. I've always, yeah. My mom used to say, it's your stress manifesting in your gut. And I'm like, I know. But yeah, I do. I really feel like everything she said. Oh, and what I was going to say, what I love about Dr. Laura is she just like, she says it in a way that. I could hear like three other people saying it, but she says it in a way that really clicks with me. And I don't Mm. know if it's like her delivery or just how straightforward she is, 
But yeah, I feel the same way. Right? Yes. And I don't know if it's because of everything she's been through. She's able to just like cut right through the BS. And I don't know. But yeah, she's really incredible. And I've always known I'm a codependent person. But there was a couple of things like her talking about how codependents are often the gaslighters, even though we think we're being yeah, gaslit. Yeah, explain that to me. So I see it in the sense of, you guys know what gaslighting is, right? It's like, hey, okay. I'm like, Kevin's like, Kelsey, the sky's pink. And I'm like, no, the sky's blue. And you're like, no, it's pink. And, and you're crazy. And for you're crazy for blue. thinking. Exactly. So what spoke to me with what she said is codependent people often gaslight themselves. And I feel like I gaslight myself all the time. I'll make up scenarios in my head. I'll make up things that's like, okay, if I don't do this for Kevin, he's never going to care about me mm. ever again. And then if he doesn't care about me ever again, then I suck. And then I will be abandoned and alone and die. Like that's an extreme case. Yeah. But I do, I gaslight the shit out of myself or especially in like relationships and especially with like phones and technology these days, you know, we read so into texting, right? So it's like someone texts me, like someone I'm seeing or talking to whatever texts me. And then I'm like, oh, well, I deserve that because I must have done this. And then he thinks that because I did that. Like, it's just this like constant like barrage of mm. gaslighting yourself. So anyways, it was interesting that she said codependent people often gaslight like themselves. themselves. I was like, oh my God, but we do it. And what she was saying was we do it because of that fear of abandonment. So we tell ourselves that we're the problem. We're X, Y, and Z. We need to do over deliver and do more so that we don't lose that love. Mm. If that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, it does. Um, and again, I remind anyone, if you're not part of our Patreon group, really recommend it for the $10 a month because you, you can have these conversations and with other people who get it. Yeah. Cause I felt like everyone on the call was like, Oh my God, that's me. Yep. Right. Everyone. Yep. And Laura Berman said herself, she's a recovering codependent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, Kev, it's like all of these with maybe the exception of one and two, one or two of these healers don't even take clients anymore. Like they're like, elite high at like they don't even and the fact that we get them for an hour to an hour and a half for 10 bucks a month know, literally yeah. blows my mind i know blows my it's mind best kept secret it really is so yeah i learned so much from her the the, the one thing that i thought because i know we're all result oriented mm. meaning um you know we all like to get the star we all like to get a reward after any hard thing we're going to do. So it's, it's, it's not an, I know it's, it's difficult to just say, okay, stop being codependent. Your life will get better. But, um, when we talk about, you know, separating ourselves from toxic people, mm -hmm. you know, or these people who prey on the codependence, um, she was saying, if, when you make that, you make that decision that I'm going to get away from this toxic person, um, and she said, you know, go about it. The means to go about it is to slowly disengage. Because a lot of times if you do it too fast, you can create a war. You can, you know, you just don't need all that bad energy. You don't need an enemy. Um, but she she was saying to slowly disengage from them. Mm -hmm. You know, just, oh, I'm not available now. And, you know, just kind of calling less, doing less, wishing them well, but making your separation. But when we talk about what you get in return, she's like, you know, when you start claiming your worth, when you set those boundaries, 
Um, and you're increasing your standards with the people you're going to be around. She was like, you're also increasing your biofrequencies. And by doing that, she's like, you're going to attract other high vibe people. Now I've noticed this in the last year. I've been practicing this. I've said, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, um, I should be pursuing relationships with who've pursued them with me, but you know, it's, it's tough to get to know new people and, Sometimes it's just comfortable to be with the people we've known forever. But since I've been doing it, since I've been distancing myself from the people who make me feel bad, but then at the same time, I've been putting myself out there to high vibrating people. I will say that more high vibrating people are now reaching out to me Mm -hmm. saying, you know, like seeing me wanting to connect with me by doing what she said. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing it with you too. Oh yeah. Kelsey. I agree. And I think too, it goes hand in hand with the other thing she was saying. It's like the more you see your value and your worth, right. Then right. that changes your chemistry as well right? because you see the value in you. So then other people see the value in right. you. Like it's really, she talked about her very first episode she did with us. It was all about her book, um, quantum love, I believe it's called. And it's mm-hmm. about that. Like, and she, it's a, she talked a lot about it in relationships. Like when you start to know what you deserve, then the, those are the like partners you'll attract and how it literally is a physically like a chemical thing. Um, it's hard to get there. Like we all struggle. That was one of the topics last night we talked about with self-worth and self-love and all that. And I think it's yeah, but I think tough, but... It sometimes, but it does. But when you start with choices, like, mm-hmm. you know, when someone is not good to be around, right. They're negative or they're jealous, or um, they put you down. Whatever the case is, you know that you don't feel, or they're not considerate to you. Like you're always the one that will be there for them, but then when it comes to you, they're never there. Right, right. So you know that. So, okay, so now we can make the choice to go, you know what, I'm no longer going to put myself out there and over-deliver for this person, Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to slowly disengage. And... I think it's just having faith when you do that. You might be lonely at first, but I think having faith uh, from what I'm seeing in my own life and I'm seeing in yours, Kelsey, because I see you slowly disengaging from different people from your past. And then I'm seeing new people come in Mm -hmm. and they're appearing. Mm -hmm. You're not necessarily seeking them out. Right. Oh yeah. So these are like choices you can make. Um, And I, and again, I think I, you know, I've said this before. I say it up. We do it. We're doing an uh, Ask the Manager Monday in another couple of weeks. But is that I do feel we, I do feel like the wheels will eventually come off your wagon if you don't start putting yourself first, oh, yeah. prioritizing yourself. If you continue to be codependent, you know, to everyone around you and and in life, I think. It just it's just a matter of time before the health catches up to you, and it probably already has, and it shows up in your stomach, or it shows up in rashes, or autoimmune diseases, or diabetes, or God forbid, cancer, or whatever. It it starts to um, affect you, but eventually the wheels will come off the wagon mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't end. I don't think it ends well when you're dependent on everyone, all the energy outside of you, rather than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's such an important. Subject, you know. I agree. The other thing is, and we'll leave it on this note, was when she talked about 
So with the codependents, we always just say yes to everything, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's a habit. So I, and I, when she brought this up on the heel squat event, I chimed in and said, you know, she's, when it comes to saying yes, I'm like, we all get a little high. I think we get a big high off saying yes. We only do what we really want to do. And there's something in us that wants to please all these other people because it feels good in the short run. But I could, I think I've, I've said before, it's like a shot of heroin. You know, mm-hmm. you feel numb in this, oh, this feels nice for a minute. And then after what? Your life is hell. <laughs> yep. Right? So I think, yeah, it feels good to say yes and to be people pleasing in the short run. But in the long run, it's going to kill you. Um, so a lot of us have that like, yes, no matter what we get asked. So I think the technique of let me get back to you, mm-hmm. which I've talked about before, um, is always important. I used to just, I was told it was important in negotiations when you were had an offer, no matter how good the offer seems, you said, let me, let me get back to you. Let me get back just to you. Just get some time. Protects your energy. Yes. And to think, but I think with anything, especially if you're in this codependent state, which means you're, you're fragile, you're recovering, whatever, I think until you really have a handle on everything, it's best when you get requests to say, let me get back to you on mm-hmm. that. And then really give it time to think. And then what was really a breakthrough was when she said, she said she doesn't say yes to anything where her body is not fully in alignment. She's like, I must receive a full body yes for me to say yes to doing something. So again, when we see people on our show, like all these experts, the one thing they have over the rest of us is their acute awareness. They're so aware. Aware that this yes will, you know, ignite her body in a positive way or that that yes will make her body feel sickly and say no. But I think if we take the pauses, we can have the same awareness. So if you... When you're asked to do something, you say, "Oh, you know that. Oh, that, yeah, that could that could work. Let me get back to you." Right. Then you know she was mentioning how she'll go out to nature, or she'll look up the sky. She'll think about sunlight coming down into her body, and she'll say, "You know, how does this doing this feel for me? How does helping this friend move feel for me? How does going out to dinner with this person feel for me? How does right. this job offer feel? How does this new apartment feel? All these things." And she just waits to see how it makes her body feel mm-hmm. to get a full body yes or a full body no. And sometimes she'll get half and half, but that means there needs to be more thought and maybe some stipulations put on to the request. Like, okay, we can go to dinner, but it needs to be, you know, an early dinner. Right. Whatever. Or yes, you... Well, she gave the example too of like, yes, I'll come speak at this thing for you, but you got to give me a first class ticket or whatever it right, is. Right, whatever yeah. it is. Right. So, but I think that I love this idea of a full body yes. I do too. And um, and really, especially as women, you're more intuitive, I think, than we are, you know. So if anyone can get those answers, it's you. But a lot of it is clouded with anxieties over, oh, I'm not pleasing this person. I'm not being enough to everyone. Mm-hmm. And... But if you can clear that, no, be aware of that. You're halfway there. If you're aware of that, of that being one of your problems, take that pause and then, you know, ask yourself, am, am I in a full body? Yes. Mm-hmm. With this. And I love that. Dr. Laura Berman. And she gave us a you little um, grounding exercise to do before to like get into that state. And it was like Kevin said, it's like closing your eyes, 
taking a couple deep breaths, picturing that like light, no matter what color, kind of come through the top of your head and shoot out your tailbone. Yep, your tailbone and like and and like a tree go into the ground, like roots like a tree into the ground and that grounds you and doing that, like sitting there for five seconds. I think we often think that things like that, it's like, I don't have time for that. No, you you, you have five seconds. And, and you know you what know? it does too symbolically, even when you mention it, it makes it about you mm. and your, you, you're being rooted. You're depending on you, yeah. which is the antithesis of codependence where you're depending on other people. Ah. So I think that's a real healthy exercise. Yeah. So Booj, I know you weren't part of the heel event. Does any of this resonate with you? Yeah, I think I think the hardest part for people, it's going to be like the loneliness when you start separating yes. yourself from those yes. toxic people. Yep. So do you have like any advice on that? Netflix. Oh, I have a good one besides Kevin's Netflix. Cats, dogs, birds, <laughs> any other kind birds. of animal. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean that. I mean all those things. Yeah. Um, whatever is going to just, yeah, amuse you, but kind of learn to get good with that. Yeah. Like learn to get good with being alone. Mm-hmm. You know, learn to enjoy it. Spin it around. Yeah. I know that's easier said than done, but I know I worked hard at that when I was younger and I'm okay. Yeah. You know, being yeah. alone. I'm kind of, I feel like I'm in that process right now because it's not that I don't mind being alone, but I have a fear of being alone. <laughs> if, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. I so understand. something that my therapist actually, I think I said this on an RGF, but something she has me doing right now is she's like, cause I'm massively codependent with my mother, which like good and bad. Right. But she, I, I said to her, I said, I have a big fear of like, what if she's not there? Like, what's my plan B? Obviously I have Kevin. So what's my plan C? And she was like, start sending yourself voice memos. I want you to start like oh. talking to you. Send yourself. You hey can, queen. Yeah. Text yourself, <laughs> send yourself voice memos and listen to them back and see what you need. Like listen to yourself. So anyways, that's something that I've been doing and it's so awkward, but it's really if good. It works, whatever yeah. moves the needle, that's yeah. how I always feel. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's just like getting comfortable with you and your needs and not putting them because I think for codependence, like I know for me, I look to her to help me figure out what I need. And mm. like that's silly. I should be looking to me. But that's something I'm working on. So I mean, you have such an advantage because you're so young. Yeah. So it's you're it's always be a process, but the fact that you're getting into it now. It's great, but it doesn't mean anyone can't, yeah. you know, explore this. I, yeah. Yeah. I think whatever's going to pass the time to make you happy. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the less you're dependent on other people, the happier you're going to be. I agree. And, and I think trust what um, Dr. Laura said, they'll come. Mm, yeah. If you shift yeah. that vibration, they will come. Yeah. You know, but, but know that if you don't, I think it's 100% guaranteed the wheels are going to come off the wagon in some way. And it's sad because there's a lot of people that, you know, that's just how they uh, operate Mm -hmm. and that's how they find their pleasure. It's not their fulfillment or their happiness, but it just gives them pleasure in the moment. Yeah. And I think a lot of, and sad, a lot of these people, I think of the salt of the earth because they are giving and I don't want to dismiss that either. Like it's some selfish act, uh, them giving it's beautiful, but, it, you know, it's hard when it's at, when it's at your cost. So yeah. it's no good to anybody. We need more good people to stick around. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Yes. We also talked about, and this was very interesting, the scape being the scapegoat versus the golden child as a kid. And it's not, you can't, you can be a mix too, but she was saying that often that's where like codependency comes from. Were you one or the other? 
or a mix of both. There's what? There's a scapegoat? Yeah, so she's, so there's a scapegoat, which is kind of like the rebellious one. Yeah. And then there's the golden child that's always it, like people like, oh, mom and dad, I got all A's. I think it's I probably got... the golden child because I behaved mm. with them. I think that's why. Yeah. I was probably that. Yeah. Yeah, that. it was interesting. And you yeah, guys because should... you, cause you, yeah, because you, you don't want to be, the other two are terrorists. The other two family siblings are terrorists. So you don't want to be, you want to be anything but that. Yeah. So you go away out of your way. Right. First of all, you're pleasing them because the terrorists, because they're going to torture you. Right. So you're programmed to just kiss their ass and do anything for them. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you don't want to put any, you love your parents so much. You don't want to put anything more on them. Right. So you just, all you want to do is like protect them and be, mm-hmm. yeah. And so it's interesting. I highly recommend you guys. Um, if you are a Patreon member and miss the event, go back in and listen to that because we talked about that for a little bit, a little bit. Cause I know I'm like, I'm a mix of them both. Um, but I'll leave that. I'll leave that on a little cliffhanger. Go lift, go listen to the I would think event. You're a golden. No, I was both. I was definitely yeah, because can I, yeah, no, honey. No, I die. I was though. <laughs> okay. Kids. Because... Right. Are you ready for this? Oh God. Okay, tell me. This is part of the problem. <laughs> okay. So it's a scapegoat and... Golden child. Yes. Well, okay, yeah. No, I can see you being both. Because when, when I was thinking, like, it's like golden child and problem child, I was thinking that. Ah. And I think that um, you parents can make us think we're problems when, in fact... Yes. It's the exact opposite. I agree. It's just... We didn't fit into whatever your crazy mole was, but, and I, again, this is me, not you, but my, I, I think I told you this experience. I was working in the carny business and with all the other bosses and in that world, it was just all mobsters and good fellas, you know? <laughs> yep. And, um, but I will say because I chose to do the carny life in order to get to Hollywood, it was a very like dirty Life, like dirty work. And I don't mean like I did anything unethical. I mean physically dirty, grimy, uh, heavy, yeah. you know, low pay, no insurance. I mean, just pretty much bottom of the barrel. Um, and I got to a point where I convinced myself that that um, that I was shit for doing that mm-hmm. kind of work. Because that's what I my dad at the time thought of me. Because mm. I wasn't doing doctor, lawyer, business man like he wanted me to do and um and i'll never forget saying to one of the mob bosses who think of when you think of their worlds their kids the degenerates (laughs) like they deal with on a day like they deal with nothing but scum yeah yeah and most of the kids are just spoiled brats you know and and when i remember saying to you know about my father to this one guy saying well you know i mean i mean he he's, you know, he's super disappointed me. And, and I, remember, I remember physically pointing to myself because I'm covered in like dirt and grease. Whatever, I mean, and like, look at me, he's right. Mm. Like to a degree, I said that. And this guy's face was like, wait, wh- wh- you? You know, you know, they were like, you're a college kid. You're honest. Like you work, you try hard here. Like you help. Like they, they were just like, so confused. Yeah. But seeing his reaction really helped me a lot because it kind of snapped me up. To a degree, not enough, but snap me out of it to a degree. But, and parents don't mean this. And I love my dad. You hear me talk great about my dad. But, and, and, but, you know, a lot of times parents do this. And you can only see your situation, Kelsey. Like if an outsider ever got the hands on Kelsey, oh my God, what, 
all the parents I know would do to have a daughter like Kelsey. All, <laughs> there'd be statues everywhere. And, you know, so, and I understand that because I, people have said that about me too. Yeah. Um, but parents can make us believe sometimes mm-hmm. that we're the problem when in fact, no. Yeah. No B. No B. <laughs> you're the problem. You've yeah, got yeah. problems. I, you're putting your problems onto me. Yeah. And then I've seen other times too where it's like, wait, you, you're, 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 and this isn't, I don't think, I don't know if this case in your family or not, but I see a lot where parents will see the children as problems. I'm like, no, no, no. You understand that what you see as a problem is actually a gift mm. to everyone in the world. You should be proud of yourselves for yeah. raising him or her and you got to get on that train. But I see that a lot yeah. too, is a family tries to put us in boxes and then that's really, that makes for codependence too, because you want to keep them happy by staying in whatever box they put you in. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I'm just glad I had enough Boston Italian rage <laughs> to fight it. Yeah. You know, cause I fought, you know, right. but you did too. You, I did. Yeah. But, um, but both of us were down on ourselves for fighting, I think, to a degree. Like, oh, we're yeah. thinking we are being some rebels when really... Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, no no, 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 no. So... Yeah, it was a really good heel event. Really, really good. So... And you don't want to know the other cool thing about the heel events? What? They get not only this, but they get the backlog of all the heel events. Oh. And that's what I think is the coolest thing. Like, God, we've had so many amazing people and we're going to just keep having more amazing people. So I, know, I love it. If you guys miss this one, you can still watch it and you can watch all the other ones um, that we've done. Too. And you can join Patreon yourself and mm-hmm. get all these perks too. Yeah. I, I always, you know, I always tune into them and every time I tune in, I say, well, I'm just going to tune in for a couple of minutes because the universe will, there's probably something in there for me. The universe wants me to know. And then as soon as I, I'm in the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm always like, okay, all this really spoke to me at a time I needed it. Yeah. That's the other thing too, is when you get these messages, it's like someone is sending them to you. Mm-hmm. You know, we just have to listen. So on that note. On that note. Happy Potluck Saturday, everybody. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Poogee Pooge. You can take man. us out of here. Let's do it. I don't think we go out with we go out with our. There we go. Oh, this is our uh, our theme song for uh, Potluck Saturday. Hot buttered popcorn. Oh, that's right. It's not our band, man. Hot buttered popcorn. Yeah, with, with all my dancers. See them? They're so good. I could dance with these guys. I could wear those pants. You could dance with these guys. Don't you think I could keep up with them? Absolutely. They don't seem like they're oh, doing yeah. much. No, it's just really the camera cuts. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Just kind of swaying in unison. It's so good. And they're like 4th of July tank tops. Anyway, everyone, have a great weekend. We're into March. We're almost there, kids. My whole month. A few weeks. A few weeks, we're going to have St. Patty's Day. Uh, you know what? We'll blink and we'll be into the summer and Christmas and all the good times. Where these are these are the darker moments. But you know what? Use this time. You know what? I will say this as I applaud for end of hot buttered popcorn. Um, use this time for healing. Mm-hmm. I think this time right now. I'm doing. I'm going to doctors now for my stomach. I just had a jaw issue. You know, but I'm really looking at this time now to say this kind of dead zone period to try to fix whatever I can. 
Me too. So I can be good for the summer. So I think this is a good, good time. Good for the summer. Right? I think yeah, this I is a good time for... Um, Spring always feels like that. That's why I'm always... I use it. And I think I said this last year. I always use my birthday as like a cleaning period because it's a good time to... Milestone. Yeah, it is a good milestone. Milestone always, change. Yeah. But I think this time period, again, especially back east, it can be brutal until the second or third week in May Yeah, back there yeah. and in other parts of the country. So I think this is the time to... Uh, you to work on yourself, mm-hmm. you know, if you can. That's what I I'm agree. doing. All right, you guys. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. And uh, oh, remember to hit us up on Patreon. Let us know if you have any comments about today's uh, episode. And uh, oh, she's back. On iTunes as well. We always like to get those comments and that, those five-star ratings. Kelsey and I never get mad. Neither does Pooja. <laughs> we when never you, get mad. When you mention RGF. Ask the Manager Mondays or Potluck Saturday. That's right. We haven't had a Potluck Saturday review. No. We don't do enough of these, though. Yeah, that's that's true. why. Have Only... we had an Ask the Manager review? No, I don't no. think anyone's done a review. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody will. Maybe. All right. Let's let this one go. Bye, you guys. Have a good weekend. Bye.